I still want to be me here. As much as I want to belong to a group and fit in, I am me and I want to stay me. This is Heart of the Story and I'm needing Kenny Johnstone. I'm a writer and a writing coach who helps women develop and publish their memoirs and essays. But most importantly, I'm a human who's always trying to figure out what my soul is saying. Each week, I'll share stories and tips of healing, hope, and following my heart so that you'll feel inspired to follow yours. Hi, friends. So many of you have been asking about life in Florida, and I wanted to give you an update. So here we go. (laughs) If you don't know what I'm talking about, you can go back to previous episodes like uh, the episode where I talk about our big move from Chicago to Florida, and you'll get all filled in. And so we've been here now about a month and a half And I want to share all the great things that are going on, the difficult things that are going on, the lessons that we're learning. That's the key because if any of you are going through a change, whether it be a job change, a relationship change, a way of living change, a place change, so many changes, we're all going through something I feel like you can relate to some of the transitions and learning experiences that we're going through. And I wrote on Instagram when I announced our move, I put a picture of us here and I basically said that the whole experience is one of uncertainty. And what was interesting is that our move here also marked my anniversary, Jamie and I, our anniversary. We've been together for 16 years now, my goodness. And I talked about how that was also a time of uncertainty when we met. We met while on vacation in Tampa, Florida. (laughs) Go figure, full circle, right? And here we are back here after being in Massachusetts and Illinois. But when we met, we had no idea how it was going to work. He was from just outside of Boston. I was living in Chicago. I was in grad school. He was 10 years older, regular. He had like an office job. He had gone back to school. And it was like, how are we going to make this work 800 and something miles apart? And Uh, so many unknowns and we just had to take it step by step and that's what this move has also been like taking things step by step not knowing the whole big picture but just taking little baby steps so how are things now after being here for about six weeks or so a beautiful metaphor kind of presented itself that you might be able to connect with and i call it reading the flags reading the flags so we are about a block and a half from the beach that is the very best part about being here (laughs) the best the best i've made it my vow and my purpose every day to see that water And so I walk down to the beach every day and right at the stairs 
that head down to the beach, there is a big flagpole and it has colored flags. Red is for when the water is really dangerous, very wavy and um, not great to be in. And double red is like, no way. (laughs) Yellow means, you know, it's kind of typical waves that you're used to. Green is really calm waters. And then a purple flag means dangerous marine life. Okay. So every day I check the weather app, first of all, constantly because it rains sporadically here. We're in a rainy month and it'll come and then it'll quickly pass. So I wait for a time when it's not raining and then I go and I walk and I look for the flags and it tells me how things are, not how we want them to be, but how the water actually is. Imagine that. And so you might walk down hoping it'll be a yellow flag day and it's a red flag. Or you might walk down feeling a breeze and thinking, oh, it's going to be a red flag day, but it's a yellow and you can go in it. You might walk down one day and be surprised. Ooh, purple flag. I wonder what's in the water. So being a newbie to the area about a week or so ago, I was walking on the beach and had seen the purple flag for the first time. And there was a guy who was setting up beach chairs and beach umbrellas. He worked for a company that rental places hire to set out all of the beach stuff. And he was very tan. So I figured he had been on the beach a lot. (laughs) So I was like, he will have the answer to my question. I walked up to him and I said, hey, so I noticed the purple flag today. I've never seen the purple flag. What does that mean? And he says, oh, it means dangerous marine life. And I said, okay, yeah, but what kind? How do you know what's in the water? (laughs) And he was like, that's the thing. You don't. (laughs) And I was laughing so hard and, and we were laughing together. And he's like, could be jellyfish, could be stingrays. You never know. And it's a kind of a cautionary flag to just be on the lookout. And I said, okay. Turns out I was walking and I saw a beautiful stingray and it was actually really lovely to watch. I videoed it for a good 15 minutes. And then one time I was paddle boarding and saw a bunch of jellyfish underneath the board. I was out with a group of people and saw a bunch of jellyfish and it was just like, note to self, okay, don't put your feet in that water. (laughs) And when there are stingrays in there, I don't go in the water. Because as Gio pointed out when we were walking the beach one day and the purple flag was up, he said, well, the thing about stingrays is that they attract their predators, which are sharks. (laughs) It's like no going in the water. So all of this to say that the flags tell us how things are. They're a reality check. Okay. I find this really helpful right now. Because when we first got here, I had frenetic energy. I wanted to do everything. I wanted to join all the clubs and go to all the social events and meet all the people and see all the sites and get to know everything all at once. And then I hit a wall about a week and a half ago where I was so overbooked with so many things which left little quality family time. And then I started feeling like a really bad mom. And then I didn't have my usual time for meditating and journaling. And I had this moment where 
I was doing yoga nidra with Gio at night. He crawls into his bunk bed and I usually stand in his room with the soft nightlight on and I walk him through yoga nidra meditation. And it was the first time for the majority of the day that I was getting one-on-one quality time with him. And I was feeling really lacking as a mom. Like I haven't been around him enough. Jamie's been taking more care of him because I've been at all these different social events. The professional women's networking event and then we had this going on and then Gio had this after school activity and then I've been working more and so I haven't been around enough so I was feeling like this moment was so precious and just as I was about to lead Gio through this yoga nidra Jamie walked in and he had found some funny picture online of something that Gio would be interested in and he wanted to show it to him so he walked in and he showed it to Gio And rather than communicating kindly, I said, we're in the middle of yoga nidra. And I said it kind of, right? And Jamie gave me one of these looks like, oh boy. He walked out of the room. I did yoga nidra with Gio. He fell asleep. It always works in like two minutes. It's wonderful. And I walked out and I was just like, all right, I've got to explain myself. So I sat down with Jamie and I said all the things. I'm feeling like I haven't gotten enough quality time with Gio and I've been doing all these things. And and so I really just needed one-on-one time with him in that moment. And it felt like I was competing for his attention. And Jamie listened carefully. And I could see he was thinking. And I said, what? And he said, I'm just listening. And so we kind of tabled it for the next day. And the next day, our routine is that after I do some movement in the morning and Gio goes to school, Jamie and I have time and we have coffee together on the porch. And we were sitting and talking and I said, okay, what was going on last night? You were thinking, but you weren't really saying anything. And you're saying, I understand, you know, everything that you're grappling with. You want to be involved in all of these things. But it's also frustrating because you were taking out your anger on me of not having enough quality time with Gio, but you created your own schedule. You signed up for all these things. And I said, good point. Crap. (laughs) I've created my own monster. So I was pausing and I was going, okay, I need to read the flax. I have to see the situation for what it is, which is that I have overbooked myself and I need to be honest about that. I need to face the reality that I've created the situation that I'm in and then I'm taking out my anger in ways that aren't fair to those around me. And other people are suffering because I'm gone a lot now. I said, okay, course correction. Because in my mind... I hadn't been reading the flex. I had been walking down to the metaphorical beach and pretending it was calm when it was actually really wavy. It was like double red flag, but I'm like, we're fine. It's green. That's what was happening. And I think this happened because I haven't had this much excitement and social opportunity in over two years. This is what I realized thought to myself, I haven't felt this overbooked since pre-pandemic times. When I had more of a social life, I had more in-person professional things going on, whereas a lot of my stuff is online. And I haven't had this much like social networking going on in two years. 
And so I kind of was like, bring it all on. I want to do everything and it's not sustainable. So I'm relearning lessons that I already learned years ago, but have to re-institute into my life. And so while I have been loving paddleboarding and going to the professional women's networking meetings and going to this women's event, self-care event, and Geo being in this acting class, this Harry Potter acting class, and us meeting up with new friends to do things on the weekends, and then Geo having friends over and just hanging out. We've got a lot of stuff going on, and it's a great problem to have because the last couple of years, sometimes it felt like, oh my gosh, we not only can't see anyone because it's not safe, but then it was kind of getting back slowly into the swing of things, and now it's like a rush, a rush. So I've been loving these things, but then suddenly I had to create boundaries around it. Like, okay, I can do one nighttime outing a week, by myself and that feels fine but a couple doesn't feel okay because then I'm missing out on family dinner and quality connection time at night and not helping Gio with his homework and if we have one night out with friends on the weekend that feels great but two in a row the introvert in me is like nope can't do it I want to be by myself on the couch with my family and read and not talk to anybody (laughs) right? And that's not anybody else's problem. It's my introvert tendencies. I need time to re-collaborate and rejuvenate and have time for renewal. So nowadays, it's kind of like this. While Gio was trying out all the things too, and was trying like boys gymnastics class and this thing and that thing, we've also narrowed it down to what do you actually like doing? So it's like Mondays, We have a regular work day and then we're all together in the afternoon and evening, hanging out, making dinner and doing all the things. Tuesdays, he has school and then he has his Harry Potter class and we drop him off. And while he's doing that, Jamie and I go for a walk. Sometimes on Tuesdays, it's like once a month or twice a month, there's a women's professional networking thing. So Sometimes I'll I'll go to that, but after I've gotten some good quality time with Gio in the afternoon. Wednesdays, we have kickball. Yes, my friends, Jamie and I and Gio, we go to kickball. So this is how it works. It's a co-ed kickball league. So the adults play, the kids cheer everybody on. Gio cheers us on with the other kids and they play and run around on the sidelines. And Jamie and I are on a kickball team called the Last Picks because yes, we're the free agents who are new to town and (laughs) it's like uh, a little hodgepodge of just all these people who don't know anybody in town and wanted to meet other people and we play kickball and it is so fun. It is so fun. I I used to play baseball all the time, softball actually, and then I was an umpire for years and years in high school and college. When I got on that field, I haven't been on a field in probably two decades. I got on the field and I got in my second base position that I haven't played in so long. And it's like it all came back to me. I was like, oh my gosh, I love this so much. I love being sporty. It's so fun. I'm not that great. 
I'm all right. I'm a decent runner, but I'm not your world's best kickball player. But it's kind of like baseball. The rules are similar. And so it comes back to me. And we just have so much fun. And we get to meet other people. And it's just silly and fun. Thursdays, Geo has his regular school days. We hang out as a family in the afternoon and evening, cook dinner, right? No obligations. And then sometime over the weekend, we like to meet up with some of the families one night or day a week. So it's like that feels good. If we don't have two, three nights, afternoons a week where it's just us together and we're always running out the door, it doesn't feel okay. That's just me. Other people need more. Other people need less. But it was reading the flags enough to go, you are overbooked. Let's face the reality of the situation. You are in wavy territory here. This is not good. You're getting pummeled and you've gone into waters you shouldn't be going into, right? to extend the metaphor. So that's what's been happening over here. But it also, I think it's hard because it feels so fun to try new things. Like my birthday is coming up and there's a water skiing park over here. I want to try water skiing. It sounds really fun. (laughs) I met a woman after class at yoga and we just introduced ourselves and we're chatting and she's from Indiana and she said oh yeah my family and I run a a water ski school I was like what and she's like oh yeah beginners can come families can come we teach you the basics and then we take you out on the water and I was like yes please (laughs) I just have this little kid adventurous side of me that likes trying new things and I think that's one of the most exciting things about this time is that um feels good to feel excited again like you know sometimes you get into a monotonous routine and we certainly did over the pandemic which it had its own blessings as well of of monotonous routines you know but it's kind of like you yearn for excitement and sometimes I feel the middle-agedness I want to feel excited about things I want to feel um, adventurous. I want to feel surprised. I want to feel delighted. I don't want that to be an emotion that no longer exists because I'm almost 40. I don't want that to be a feeling that no longer exists because I'm also a parent. Like, why do those feelings have to disappear? I don't want them to. So that is what's exciting. But I have to remember that it can also be like a drug, right? It can also be like a high. You just want to keep on trying things and doing things. And then you end up very overbooked. And so that's what we're kind of trying to balance out. But it's very exciting, too, because I see in Geo that he is getting a lot of confidence from trying new things. So... We went to this place that has like a zip line and ropes course and things. And the last time we went, we went as a family and I went on the ropes course with him. And you're high above, you're like on a trapeze rope almost. But you have a harness and so you have a safety backup. And Gio was a little nervous. And I'll be honest, I was a little a little nervous too. You kind of forget you have a harness. But we did it together and, and he was proud of himself. And then I pointed out the zip line and he said, two words no and way (laughs) and I was like okay well we went back this past weekend and we met up with another family and their daughter and Gio get along really well and they did the ropes course by themselves 
and they got stuck at one point and they were cheering each other on and getting through it. And I was like the anxious mom, you know, waiting three stories below on the ground, looking up at them like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. And they did it and they felt so proud of themselves. And you know what happened next? The girl said, I want to do the zip line. And Gio said, yeah, me too. And I thought, oh my goodness. <laughs> and so we watched them go up and do the zip line and the girl went first and she was like yeah and then I'm waiting for Gio and he has a little bit of my nervousness in him so he he's like me part adventurous part worrier and so I, I don't see him coming and I, I kind of peek my head around I see him up there talking to the worker and I'm a little shaky and I told him before he went up I said you don't have to do this. If you would like to, great, but you absolutely don't need to. It's totally fine if you don't want to. And he was like, okay. And so I caught his eye and I kind of gave him the look like what's going on. And and he then started, I, I kind of gave him a look like what's going on. And also it's okay if you come down. <laughs> All of this was communicated through hand gestures and, and eye looks. And he slowly walked onto the platform and whoosh, he went on the zip line. And then the second time he was like a pro. So he is gaining his independence and his confidence by trying new things. And he's also running down the block to go play with his new friends. And during the pandemic, it didn't really happen. He didn't get that kind of childhood that we had where it's like you can just leave your house in the afternoon, ride your bike around and, and disappear until dinner time when your parents would expect you back those years when that would happen between seven and nine, those were pandemic years for Gio. And so it didn't happen, at least not very much. And so this is all kind of new to him, just going and wandering around without us and being more with friends, a lot more with friends than with us. He spent a, a good amount of the pandemic with, with his mom and dad. And so he's learning more friendship. So that is what's going on around here. And I think this is also kind of bleeding into Jamie and I, like this source of self-confidence that comes from trying new things. I think that's the hidden gift is that sometimes you do something not to do the thing, but to prove to yourself that you can do it. And I didn't even realize that that was a motivation, but I find that that feels really rewarding. So for example, I have a blow up paddleboard and every other Friday morning, there's a group that goes out paddleboarding and I join them. And my Subaru didn't have a roof rack at first, so I couldn't just put my board up there and go. And so the first time I went, I rented a board rather than going through all the trouble of blowing it up on site and then deflating it and blah, 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 because I couldn't put it up on my roof yet. So I got roof racks and then you have all these ties that tie it on. And there was something, I know it's so simple, but it, there was something about me myself climbing up, getting the, the board on the roof, um, strapping it down myself, driving by myself to the place where the group goes and we paddleboard and we paddleboard on the coastal lake, but then we also paddleboard on the Gulf, which feels like, whew, you know, a little exciting and a big accomplishment. And then by myself, I get the board out of the water. I put it up on the rack. I strap it down 
And it's a lot of physical labor. And typically, if Jamie were with me, he would probably be the one strapping the board onto the top rack, simply because it requires that extra amount of effort. And when it comes to cars and putting things on roof racks in the past, he's been the one to do that. Even though I claim to be very independent, that's just kind of the role he has taken on. So the other day I did this and I felt really proud. And then I was in a parking lot at the beach putting the board back on after the paddle and this truck pulled up and there was a guy in it and he said, oh, are you leaving? Can I have your parking spot? And I said, yeah, but it's going to be a few minutes because I have to get the board up and strapped down. And he said, no problem. And I kind of felt like an extra set of eyes on me. Like I, I wanted to look like a pro, like this person's waiting there. I'm not being watched, but you know, there's a witness to what I'm doing. And I just, I felt confident, like being able to do it all myself, strapping it down, getting the tie tight, like climbing up there. And when I came back home I feel like Jamie could sense the confidence in me because when I pulled in the driveway and got out, he took a picture of me next to the car with the board on the roof and it all tied down. And he's like, that's my sup girl. Sup SUP is a stand up paddleboard. He's like, look at my sup girl with the board on the roof rack. And something so small just reminded me of how capable I am because sometimes over time we just fall into our roles and we let other people do things that we are capable of doing. And I like being able to prove to myself that I can do something. Just like I think that's why it feels good being on the kickball field and being part of a team. Like I like proving to my team that I can add something of value <laughs> to to them. And it's so, so minute and so kind of silly in some ways. But that's what's coming up for us is this building of self-confidence here of like, look, we're new and we have no idea, but we're doing it and we're trying. The other thing about reading the flags, coming back to that metaphor, is coming to terms with who we are. So I've noticed since being here that when you arrive at any place, there is the desire to kind of fit in with some kind of mold to belong to belong. And it's kind of like, who am I in this place? I felt that way when I moved to Massachusetts. Who am I here? When we spend time in Door County, who am I here? At any place I arrive in, it's kind of like, who am I in this place? Because the place will change you and morph you. You know, obviously we're very outdoorsy here and we're more beach people here because there is a beach and it is warmer here for longer. So a place does change you. But there's also this innate desire to belong and to fit in. And it's a cautionary tale because I'm realizing, I'm kind of checking myself over and over again that I still want to be me here. As much as I want to belong to a group and fit in, I am me and I want to stay me. So it's kind of like you look around and you see, how do people dress here? How, what do they do here? What's their behavior here? What are the groups here? And you can sometimes almost chameleon yourself a bit. And so when we first arrived, I was just kind of getting the feel. And I'd walk into a yoga class and notice some things that were similar to my classes in Illinois and some that are different. So I walk into one class and it's like relief. Okay. Middle-aged women like myself, 
They're not trying to prove things. They're not trying to, you know, be on a yoga magazine cover. They just want some time for peace. But then, you know, you notice some other people too. Like I walked into a class and it was like a Lululemon advertisement. It was like everybody was in all of the the yoga gear, the pretty yoga gear. And one person is videoing themselves in the middle of class obviously for their Instagram or something. And I'm in the video because I'm behind this young woman. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, I roll, right? So you have some people who are kind of part of like influencer culture. And it's it's natural, you know, we live by the beach. And so you can't help but get some of that. But it made me feel self-conscious, first of all, especially since I was on this woman's video. (laughs) And I said something after class. I was just like, oh, my gosh, like, can we not have videos going on in yoga class? So since then, it hasn't happened again. So I think they're cracking down on the cell phones in class because doesn't that defeat the point of yoga? Um, But anyways, I am realizing that I want to dress how I've always dressed. I want to wear my hair the way I've always worn my hair. I want to act the way that I've always acted while still allowing the place to morph me a bit. But I don't want it to feel like high school or middle school where I'm chameleoning myself in order to fit in, which can be very difficult in a brand new place. And so that comes back to reading myself, who am I? And being happy with who I am and not feeling like I have to morph to fit a certain group. And luckily, there are so many different people who have moved here from so many different places that feels like there's room for everybody and you don't have to be one certain thing in order to fit in, which is refreshing. But it's just something that I am noticing. And, you know, Gio is experiencing it too. And so is Jamie. Like, who are we in this place? Do we fit in? Where do we fit in? Can we still be ourselves? Even Gio said to me the other day, you know, he has friends down the block and we have friends that we met. But in his actual class, we've been kind of, Jamie and I have been asking when we're eating dinner, like, how'd your day go? And who are you talking to? And we've noticed that he's kind of been like hanging out by himself at recess and so we're like oh you know what's going on and and it's not that like one time some kid asked him if he wanted to play but then the the bell rang and it was like time to go and sometimes Gio is so used to being an independent kid that he does his own thing and he forgets to ask other kids if he wants to play and that's fine But we're like kind of just taking the temperature like, you know, is he making friends? Of course, every parent wants their kids to make friends. And so we're talking to him about it. And out of nowhere, he starts crying, essentially. And he's like, I really miss. And he mentioned two friends from Illinois from his old school from last year. And I hugged him and I was telling him how hard it is to miss friends and And he said, I just love, and he said the names of the two kids, I just loved how they were weird like me. He felt like he could just be his eclectic self with them, be fully himself. That's what he was trying to say. 
said, I could do this and say this, and they would do the same thing, and they were like me. And and I thought, oh, yeah, buddy, that's what we're all after, to have some friends that love your same weirdnesses, <laughs> that share those same weirdnesses. Showing your flag, showing who you are, and finding like-minded other people. Like, this is who I am, not who I'm trying to be, who I'm wishing I were, this is who I am and finding some people who take that all in and don't try to make you be any different. So we've met some people like that here and I'm really grateful for that. And we're still trying to also find those people as well. We all are. And so that's, that's what's going on in our world. So there's still plenty of updates. I could talk forever and ever about everything that's been going on, but it comes back to reading the flags. So recognizing the reality of the situation and the reality of who you are and accepting both of those things. If you are curious about this beautiful beachy place that we are in and you want to see the gorgeous sunsets that I get to see every night, I'm leading a Women's Clarity Retreat December 2nd through December 5th. It is a Friday through Monday, and we are going to have beach walks and yoga nidra meditation and journaling and amazing meals cooked by my chef husband and time in the heated pool and time for connection and sisterhood and time to explore the nearby cutesy town of Rosemary Beach with its shops and it's going to be lovely. So if you want more information on that, you can check out my website, needingkennyjohnstone.com forward slash retreats. Thank you, Michelle Rado, for all you do. And remember, everyone, every heart has a story and every story has a heart. See you next week.